0: Regardless of personal taste, most people interact with music on a daily basis. I think it's uncontroversial to say that we all have the shared experience of listening to a song and it conjuring a very specific memory. Thinking about music this way, it is possible to create a playlist of your life. As a little girl, I used to put on talent shows for my grandmother. I would sing songs from a variety of artists, but my favorite was Alicia Keys. So now, as an adult, any time I hear some of Alicia's earlier work, I'm automatically transported back to my grandmother's living room as a four-year-old girl dancing and spinning around to my favorite songs. Why does this occur, and what are the implications for neurodegenerative diseases like dementia and Alzheimer's? Hi, my name is Reginae, and join me as we delve into the world of memory, music, and neurodegenerative disease. First, I think it's necessary that we define memory. There is still some debate and uncertainty about the specifics, but in general, there are three recognized types of memory working, short, and long-term. Working is not completely separate from short-term memory, but it's involved in planning and action. Think about this as you trying to remember someone's phone number as they rattle it off on a voicemail. Short-term memory is memory that lasts for a few seconds to minutes, but fails to be encoded. Think of this as being the memory you use before a test as you cram the last bits of information as you skim your notes, only to fail to remember majority of the details as you take an exam. Long-term memory is memory that persists and can be retrieved consciously or subconsciously. This memory type covers things like going on autopilot as you drive home or remembering that one time in third grade when you drank honeysuckle straight from a flower in garden club. This is the type of memory that music imprints on. The key brain structures needed to form memories are found in the limbic system located in the temporal lobe. The key structures include the hippocampus, thalamus, and the amygdala. In particular, the amygdala, which is also known as the emotional center of the brain, inserts into the memory-creating process by creating memory traces that serve as shortcuts to stored memories. To quote Lutz Janki, because emotions enhance memory processes and music evokes strong emotions, music could be involved in forming memories, either about pieces of music or about episodes and information associated with particular music. This has important implications for neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's that affect memory. According to the NIH, Alzheimer's disease first typically destroys neurons and their connections in parts of the brain involved in memory, including the interrhinal cortex and hippocampus. In Alzheimer's, there are three main factors that work together to destroy neurons in the brain. First, abnormal levels of beta amyloid protein clump together to form plaques that collect between neurons and disrupt cell function. Second, abnormal chemical changes cause tau protein to detach from microtubules and stick to other tau molecules, forming threads that eventually join to form tangles inside neurons. These tangles block the neuron's transport system, which harms the synaptic communication between neurons. Lastly, microglia fail to clear away waste, debris, and protein collections, including the beta amyloid plaques. All of these processes are extremely toxic and work to kill neurons one by one. It later affects areas in the cerebral cortex responsible for language, reasoning, and social behavior. Eventually, many other areas of the brain are damaged. Over time, a person with Alzheimer's gradually loses his or her ability to live and function independently. Ultimately, the disease is fatal. But... The area of the brain identified as being where musical memory is stored remains largely unaffected by the destructive properties of Alzheimer's. Even with beta amyloid deposition within the region of interest, no significant cortical atrophy, also known as cell death, or hypometabolism is typically observed in this region. published work explaining this phenomenon, but my theory is that there are multiple factors involved in musical memory that allow it to be preserved better and for longer. The first factor is emotional content. As discussed before, emotional content enhances memory encoding, and the limbic system involves several key areas involved in emotion. There may be an evolutionary link here that allowed earlier humans to more strongly associate memories with emotions for survival purposes. The amygdala, cingulate gyrus, and hypothalamus all aid in preservation of memory by identifying emotionally rich content and or combining types of information about an event. Earlier in a human's evolutionary history and still today, This network is useful for remembering threats or stressful events and learning to avoid them. But in modern times, as the risk of bigger threats have decreased, this network may have been co-opted in simply remembering emotionally rich events not strictly related to survival. The second factor is language. Because of the relationship between language and music, There may be residual memory pathways that are preserved as language areas are some of the last to be destroyed in Alzheimer's progression. Musical ability, particularly singing, imposes on language structures. Hawani lab examined whether the articulate folliculus, a prominent white matter tract connecting temporal and frontal brain regions, is anatomically different between singers, instrumentalists, and non-musicians. They showed That long-term vocal-motor training might lead to an increase in volume and microstructural complexity of the articulate folliculus and most singers. Most likely, these anatomical changes reflect the necessity in singers of strongly linking together frontal and temporal brain regions. Typically, these regions are also involved in the control of many speech functions. Musical memory is stored in a different region than explicit declarative memory. Musical memory storage is found to be strongly associated with the caudal anterior cingulate region and the ventral pre-supplementary motor area. For reasons yet to be discovered by science, beta amyloid buildup is slow to progress in the region associated with musical memory. This could be due to a unique neurochemical environment surrounding the brain area. I propose an experimental design that compares neurotypical mice with Alzheimer's mice with Alzheimer's mice who have been trained to be musical experts. In order to train mice to be musical experts, they will need to associate a musical tone with something relevant for survival, such as avoiding shock or receiving food. After sufficient training, autopsies can be done on the three types of mice and their musical memory areas to denote any chemical differences. There can also be studies of anatomical differences between the three types of mice in their musical memory areas. As previously mentioned, musical areas in the brain impose on language areas in the brain. Right now, there is an interest in finding the similarities between bilingualism and musicianship and delaying or limiting the effects of Alzheimer's. However, according to the Mayo Clinic, More research is needed before it's known whether learning a second language later in life has the same protective effect as learning a second language earlier in life. The general theory is that because of the competition of languages in the brain, more robust language pathways are created to deal with an individual's language demands. These more robust language pathways resist the effects of Alzheimer's better than the language pathways found in monolingual people. In addition to the experimental design I proposed earlier, there are several other implications for the future concerning music and Alzheimer's. Given the current direction of genetic diagnosis being used in preventive care combined with the known genetic predisposition for Alzheimer's, it is feasible to imagine people who are identified as being likely to develop dementia being advised to take up a language and or musical hobby as soon as possible To limit or delay the onset of Alzheimer's short of a cure. In the political arena, it may even serve as a testament to the consequences of cutting the musical arts and or language studies out of education. Though most students do not receive expert level training in grade school, it does provide an early foundation for which to build later practices on. Lastly, more studies with more people, those with and without Alzheimer's, I needed to confirm the universality of the musical memory region. Thank you for joining me today, as we made the mystery of music and memory a little less mysterious. Until next time...